yes, yes. It's so sweet to trust in Jesus and to rest and to rest and to rest upon his promises. To rest upon his promises. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we can't thank God enough. We can't thank him enough because he's God and his mercies endure us forever. Amen. Amen. Pastor, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to talk to your children. It is always a privilege to, uh, to come and stand in this big pulpit. I'm not comfortable in it, so you're going to see me moving out of it because it's too big for my, 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 my ability. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Today, I want to just, um, I know you guys have been talking about prayer for some time now. You've been talking about prayer, and we've been dealing with prayer, and I can tell, put the presence of God and the prayer atmosphere in this place. Hallelujah. So I'm going to put a punch, okay? I'm just going to put a punch on the, everything that you guys have been talking about. Hallelujah. I'm not going to go too far, but I'm going to put a punch, and then we're going to pray and close it up because the year is coming to an end, and I think that pastor has already preach part of my message already, so I'm like, okay, now I have a free way now to have a dance instead of speak. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm going to have a dance. I'm going to have a dance. I'm going to have a dance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know how to dance well, though, because my wife said I always dance with my hands up, so uh, I will do that kind of dance. Hallelujah. But let us turn our Bibles to Mark. Let's turn our Bibles to Mark, the book of Mark 11. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Mark 11. And let's read from the 24. Let's read from the verse 24. Actually, let me read from the 23. All right, let me read from the 23. Are you there? If you are there, say amen. Are you there yet? I can see only if I can hear only few amen. Are you there? Amen. Hallelujah. This is right. This is right. Now I feel I'm in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now it says, for I'm reading from the NIV. I think so. Let me make sure because uh, I'm reading New King James. Sorry, I have a lot of versions here. I'm reading for the New King James version. Say, for surely I say unto you, whoever says to this mountain. Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things he has said will be done. He will have whatever he says. The verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Hallelujah. Let us go to God in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, this morning your people have praised and worshipped and exalt your holy name with the expectation that Lord God Almighty, you're going to speak to them. Therefore, Lord, I set myself aside and I say, Lord, use me as a tool and a vessel just to speak your word unto your people. May it penetrate every heart and every bones and every marrow May it cast down every imagination that will exalt itself against your knowledge, O oh Lord. May you bring illumination and may you bring insight 
in Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Yes, may he bring insight. May he bring insight. May he bring insight. May he bring insight. Jesus, Jesus, may he bring insight. What we just read, in the first paragraph, he made a statement that assuredly, whoever, whoever, whomever can say to this mountain, be that removed, be thrown into the world, into the sea, he will have it. And then he goes down, then he pinpoints to the disciples and says, you. Because the first statement, you could have said, okay, maybe it's not me. He said, whoever. He said, whoever. And I can throw some of us off. Now he comes down to 25 and say what? 24 and say what? I say to you. Now I say to you, I say to you, I say to you, I say to you, I'm not saying to just the general. I'm saying now I'm specifically pointing to you. I'm personalizing to you. Because you have prayed. Let's open to, to Matthew. I'm going to open a, a scripture that is having a little bit of controversy around it, but we're going to look at it anyway. Matthew 6. Because pastor told me that is what you guys have been laboring around, the Lord's Prayer. And when you look at the 13, he says what? It, unless you have the King James Version. If you don't have the King James Version, you're not going to have this section. All right? If you don't have the King James, if you have NIV, because NIV and the rest said no, they don't think that is part of it. And to some extent, you have to agree because it doesn't really rhyme with the, 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 the paragraph. There is like an insertion. In it says what? But verse 13 says what? But do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Then B says, oh, for yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. My message today is after the amen, rest. It's so sweet to trust in Jesus, to trust in his what? In his promise, right? And rest in his promise. I don't have a voice, so I don't want to try to sing. Hallelujah. He said, rest in his word, in his promises. After the amen, rest. Why is Jesus asking you, after the amen, rest? Because Mark 11.24 says what? Whatever you ask, believe, and you shall what? Have it. You know, when I was thinking about this message, and I was thinking, I said, God, what do you want me to speak to the people as I go? Because my brother called me and we were talking and said, you know that when you come, would you relieve me a little bit? And I said, okay. So I went and I said, God, okay, what, what, what should I go and say to the people? And he started, we're talking about prayers. Okay. So after I finished praying, the Lord said, rest. So I got up from my chair and I rest in my couch. That's where he started speaking to me. He said, after you've prayed and you say amen, rest. What is the meaning of amen? What is the meaning of amen? Let it be. 
You see, when you have an agreement with somebody and you finish the contract, what do you say? You sign your signature. And when you sign it, what do you say? Let us get it done. We're getting it done, right? We're getting it done. We are not saying, I'm going to come back and think about whether you are doing it or not. I trust you. You see, the people that you go back and check on them are people that you don't trust. Let this sink a little bit. The people that you don't trust, those are the people when you delegate to them, you go back and check. Have you done it? When am I going to have my report? When is the report coming in? But if you trust that person, the moment you shake hands and you give it to him, you go to work, you go to bed. You know he's going to produce it. But what do we do? After we've prayed, what do we do? But what do you actually do? Mm. After you pray, what do you do? You worry. That means you don't what? Trust the guy that you spoke to. The Bible said in Philippians 4, it said, be anxious for nothing. But in all things, with prayer and supplication, make your request known unto God. And the what? And the God of what? And the God. Please read with me, read me, read, read with me. Open, 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 open. Open the floodgate of heaven. Let's open, let's open, let's open, let's open. After you have prayed and after you have said amen, rest. Six, can you read it for us? Go ahead. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Hold on, hold on. Come back, come back again. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's all read that. Let's all go together. Yesterday, we did a, a workshop. Okay, we had a workshop. So, the word's word, the peace of God. Whose peace? Is it your peace? Okay. Is it what? Okay. We, what is the verb there? Keep. keep. All right. So, it's going to keep you. But how does that happen? I think that's where we have the struggle. Because I am tired of throwing scriptures around that has no leg to it. Because we throw a lot of scriptures who, which have no legs. So people can walk with it. Hallelujah. You see what? The peace of God that passes, passes all understanding. It's overcome. It is beyond every understanding. Nobody can even understand why I am at peace. Hallelujah. Because it's so sweet to trust in Jesus and to rest on his promises. You know, we are coming from a place 
And I was telling my group yesterday that where you're coming from always affects the way you understand the Bible. So the contract that we have with God, and is, is, let, let me go back. Let, I'm, going to, I'm, I'm trying to preach, but I want to teach. I want to teach because my, 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 my pastor wants me to teach. And he always tells me, stir up the gift. You see, when you look at Matthew 6, when Jesus was teaching the prayers, have you, have you, have you paid attention to the, the structure of the prayers? He said what? Our Father in heaven. That's a model. Hallowed be thy name. What does he mean? He's exalting, making God big in his mind. All right? First and foremost, you be, everything belongs to you. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy and thy what? Whose will? Whose will? Okay, now turn to 139, Psalm 139. Psalm 139, quickly. We're going to finish this one quickly and we're going to pray. Because I want to stir you up and we're going to pray. Psalm 139. Father, I pray deliverance right now. Deliverance. Deliver us. Deliver us. Psalm 139. Let's read from. Let's read from the 15. It said, My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest part of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being, being yet unformed. In your books, they were all written. The days fashioned for me. Let's read that together. One, one, two. All my members, everything, everything that you're going to become, your purpose, your vision, everything, whatever you are going to become on this earth has already been written in his book, and he is the one unfolding it. I'm going to give you one more scripture, and we're going to talk. Colossians 1 says what? Colossians 1, it says what? For you have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into what? Into what? Into his kingdom of light. You are not going to, but you have already been trans past things. Past things. It is not saying, you. Uh, I'm going to transfer you, because you have already tra been transferred into the kingdom. So now, and you are, you are now sharing in the inheritance of what? Of the kingdom. Are you, are you with me? Are you with me? Because I'm taking you on a journey. So first and foremost, before you were created, God knows everything about you. And then the second point that when everything got wrong and kind of got sideways, he came to redeem you and restore you back to what he has already planned for your life. And now, he is coming back and telling you, whatever you ask, it shall be done. Because he has made a, a covenant with you. 
But yet, when you go to ask, after you prayed and prayed, and you made all the shababa and done all the gymnastics and scream and yell and done everything, you come back and you still worry because you don't trust him. So why did you spend the time? Because why do you spend the mama? Why do you spend the time? Why do you spend the time make with all this energy? If you don't trust the person that you, to whom you are asking or from whom you are asking the thing from, why are you spending the time? That is what God wants me to tell you. Why are you spending the time? I can sit down now because I have delivered my message to you. Why are you spending the time? Because he has promised. He who has promised is faithful. Because the Bible says he watches over his word to, to perform. And like Pastor was saying, if you look back into your life, how far has God brought you? So therefore, when you pray, you should know that the one who brought you from afar can take you to forward. So after you have prayed and said amen, you rest in the promises. And how do you do that? I always want to give you legs to walk. How do you do that? Pastor, so how many times, how, what time do I have? I have a lot of time. Good. Thank you so much. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> That is my sister for you, my goodness. I love her. We've come a long way. Hallelujah. If you all say, I don't have time, she alone, I have time. <laughs> she's, right now, she's trying to defy the pastor's authority and say, Ah, you have time. <laughs> I'm putting her in trouble now. <laughs> Hallelujah. But it is very important for us to think about these things. Think about how we relate to God. How do we deal with God? How do we deal with God? Because it, this is all boils down to your relationship with God. You see, how you respond to God based on your relationship with God. Because how you know God is based on how you relate to him. How do you respond to him? Do you think that God want to withhold things from us? No. God is willing. If, because the thing is, if he will give his only begotten son for your ransom and rescue you from the pit of hell, what else is left? But yet, Christians, sometimes we live our life as orphans. Meanwhile, I was told that I will not leave you as orphans. We are the most pitiable people on earth. Everything that we do, we don't do with anything. It's just like, okay, whatever. But first and foremost, you need to know the God that you are serving. That is the first key to prayer. The first key to prayer is to know the God that you are calling. The pers- you know, the, the, even the pagans, they understand that rule. 
You understand me? They understand that spiritual understanding that I have to know the God, my God. So he will tell you, man is like this, man is like that. That's why they will tell you that the God that you worship will not deliver because I know my God will deliver, even though it's a stone. But sometimes I don't blame us. I don't blame us because of where we're coming from. Because we don't have a lot of pastor, a lot of experiences or maybe examples of God's power in our life. And all that we have seen is the priest behind our house, the juju man and the voodoo man. That's what we've seen. So every time we think about God and the devil, we think, mm, God has power, but the devil too is there. <laughs> is that not what we say? Oh, God has power, but the devil too is there. We need to be careful of him. Do you know when you use the word but, you know what it means? You've negated everything that you said from the beginning. Oh, God is there, but the devil too is there. That means God is not there. That means what you value more is the devil. You are exalting him. Thank you. We, that's the truth. We exalt and we acknowledge the devil more than we acknowledge God. Let something happen to you. Oh, that's the devil. Hmm. You're, you're after, I, I joke with my wife. After this, your house people, they never rest. Oh. And they say, why is it always about my house? It's not about your house. I say, hey, this your house, people. Hmm. When are they going to rest? Some of them are wearing kambu. Some of them are wearing high heels. And they are coming. Guarantee. But that is, that, is the, that is the mindset. You understand me? So for us to be able, please, write this. For us to be able to have a successful prayer life, we need to renew our mind about God. To have answers to prayer, you need to renew your mind about who God is to you. If you don't know God, you got to know God. Because the Bible said in Hebrews 11, says that when you come to him, you must first what? Know who he is and trust him. If you don't know who God is and you come to him, it will not work for you. Remember the children of Sceva, when they came and said, in the name of the Jesus that you pray, I, I bind you. And they, what did the demon do? And they whipped them. They beat them so viciously. That's what sometimes we do. And I'm not saying that the, fact, the, 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 the little thing that you need to be able to make, have an effective, effectual prayer, is not just knowing everything about God, but knowing the God that you trust in. Knowing the God that you trust in. That's why pastor was singing this song. I was saying, thank you, Lord. You set the stage for me. It's so sweet to trust in Jesus, to rely and to rest in his promise. So after I've prayed, I rest because I know the one who has promised, he watches over his word to perform. And beside all, it is not about me. It's not about, it's about his glory. That's why I say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It is his plan when he declared in Psalm 139 that he's bringing to pass in your life. Every song that we sung today were all about this message. It's a wait. 
After you pray, rest and wait. Even God himself, when he had done all things, the Bible said he what? Why did God rest? Because he knows that what he has said into being will come into being. He didn't fret. He didn't go and check on it. Hey, Jesus, have you finished the work now, buddy? Holy Spirit, have you finished that work? When am I going to receive the report? The Bible said what? He what? He rested. Because he knows who he is. He knows who his team is. He knows that no weapon, no power of the enemy, no anything can withstand whatever he says. You know, we love the song too. If God strength off his hand, no one can say. We can sing all the song, but the understanding is not there. When God said, let there be, did anything hinder it? You sure? Did nothing went wrong. He said, let there be, did it come to pass? I don't believe you guys. No, uh, 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 uh. Are you really sure? 100%. Hmm. So when he said what? I will be with you in the storms, in the water, in the fire, and all the places. Do you believe him? Hmm. Hmm. Ah, uh, sour. That's a Hebrew word. <laughs> Do you really believe him? I don't believe you. I will tell you the truth. I don't believe you. Because if you believe him, we wouldn't be where we are today. How many times have you been binding the ancestral yoke? Since the day you became born again, you've been burning the same devil for the same time and the same hour and the same name. Because you don't believe that God has been able to deliver you from that. And the more you do that, the enemy knows that you don't have the faith. So he torments you the more. That's why you go to bed and you dream all those kind of dreams. Because you said you bind him, and the Lord has given you the power to bind. He said, I've given you the authority. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. And meanwhile, when you bind, you come back. Oh, tomorrow, let's pray. We bind that demon again. We bind that demon that touched my house. We... How many demons touched your house? A lot of them, right? A lot of them. Maybe you have a legion. Fine. But I'm just saying. I'm just making an observation. Now, I'm not saying that stop binding them. You can continue binding them. But I'm just making an obs observation or so forth. I'm just making an observation. But it worries me sometimes the way we treat God. It worries me the way we treat God. Because he said what? Whatever he said, ask, it shall be given. Seek and it shall find. Knock. And you know one of the scriptures that we use a lot? To kind of back up this idea of, okay, let's pray. But it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with praying without ceasing. We need to pray. Prayer is good. We need to spend time in the prayer. You see, I, I have come to know a man, 
and I've emulated this man that I don't have to have a specific time to pray, but I can pray all day. I can sit down quietly. Sometimes I sleep and I'm praying in my sleep, literally. Thank you. Somebody knows that. I pray in my sleep. I wake up and I know that I'm, I'm praying. When I was, I was asleep. Because I've trained, I'm training myself to do this prayer when I'm quiet and praying inside me. So I have to come up with a strategy to be able to do that. I don't have to come to a place, a place that make, no. I can pray that prayer and I can pray quietly too. Because I know the God that I'm talking to. Hallelujah. I know the God that I'm talking to. But the point is this. Most of the time, because we don't trust in the God that we are praying to, we always come back. Because we have heard the word that said that the woman, Jesus gave an example in, in, in the book of Luke. And he said what? Uh, there was a woman who went to a judge. And therefore, when he went to the judge, and the judge was um, looking for uh, what called the, 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 the help of a judge. And the, he, has to, he has to persistently pester the judge. Many of us have not understood that scripture. Jesus is telling you that this judge, he said he was an evil judge. Even though he was an evil judge, the judge has the ability to do what the woman was asking him to do, but he was reluctant. That's the basic principle there. The judge was reluctant to do what the woman was asking him, so he was pestering him. But as for your God, he is able. So when you ask him once, he is able. The only thing that you need from him is thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, just to remind him, Lord, I'm still waiting here. I'm still waiting here. Um, one of the things that I do is that when I'm going to pray, sometimes I stop and ask God, what do you want me to do? Because it's not, according, it's not about my will. It's not about me. Hallelujah. It's not about me. It's about his plans. You understand me? It's about God's plans for my life. You see, many are the plans in a man's heart. But it is the purpose of God that stands sure. Hallelujah. Are you with me? It is the purpose of God that will stand sure. Many are the plans in a man's hand. I have many agendas, but it is God's plan for my life that will come. So I want to align myself with God's plan so that at the end of the day, after I have prayed, I can walk in that kind of faith. Because if I don't know the plan of God for my life, every time I pray, I'm still not sure what is going on. I'm anxious. Hallelujah. That's why the God, when, when Jesus was teaching us how to pray, he said, well, pray thy kingdom come. Because God is planning to establish his kingdom on earth. And you are part of that. That's why he tells you in, in the same Matthew 6, that seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness, and all other things shall be what? added unto you. Hallelujah. It's not about you. It is not about you. And it's very important that you understand that this work of a Christian life is not about you. It's about God's plan. 
And the moment you put yourself ahead of God, you're going to have difficulty. Because you are outside the plans of God. That is why you cannot rest. Because if you know that this is work that I'm doing, it's not about me, it's about his plans, I can rest. I can rest. I can rest and let him lead me. The only worry that I will have is, Lord, am I in your will? Am I walking according to your will? I, am, I, am, I, am I being obedient? My only responsibility will become obedience. Hallelujah. My only responsibility will become what? Obedience. But because we are running our own agenda and not God's agenda, every time we want to make sure that the person is doing what we have asked him to do. You understand me? Because God is telling you that. He said, who will ask his father? If you, your fathers will not give you what? Stone for bread. Or what do you call it? Snake for fish. How much more your heavenly father? How much more your heavenly father? You don't need to ask God 25 times for him to give you something. Because the Bible says before even you open your mouth to ask, he knows your need already. He knows your need before you come. Brethren, he said you, whatever you ask, believe that you have it. And you will have it. Believe because he has made a promise and everything is there. He has structured everything for your good. Before you even started the journey, he has already planned for you. And so long as you have made a choice to follow him, he will take care of you. Unless you are not sure. Unless you are not sure that you are saved. But if you are sure that you are saved, I want you to rest. After you prayed and said the amen, I want you to rest. Because he who has called and he who has promised is faithful. He who has called you is faithful. As pastor was singing, he said, has he ever disappointed you? He said, more and more, he has proved himself to me. So after you have prayed, let your mind rather be on the promises. Let your mind be focused on his ability. Let your mind be more preoccupied with the fact that he is the God of promises and the God of covenant and the God of faithfulness. Let not your mind wander around the problem anymore. Don't go and recycle the problem anymore. Don't go and check on him. Wait patiently. Wait patiently and see the salvation of the Lord. Patience. One thing about faith, it requires patience. Hebrews 11 says, through faith and patience, they what? They receive the promises. Ladies and gentlemen, you have prayed enough. It's time for you to act right. You, let me use the, 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 the language, right? To act right, right? Act right after you pray.
Stop acting like somebody who doesn't believe in the person he's prayed to. Because God's power, he is the creator of everything. And that's why those people who injected that particular phrase in, in, in what call it, in Matthew 6, 13, that thy, thy is what? The kingdom, the power, and the glory. In other words, all these things, you own all things. And the point is, he is not the owner of the kingdom for today only. He is the owner of the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever and ever and ever. So it's never going to change. Even when you change, it's never going to change. If he had said he's the, he's the owner of the kingdom for one day, then you need to rush in and get locked in before he leaves. But he's there forever and ever and ever and ever. And ever and ever. Hallelujah. So there is nothing that you can be afraid of. There is nothing to make you anxious. After you prayed. There is no need to go back and check. Even if you tarry, wait for it. If you tarry, wait for it. Know that the one who has promised you is faithful. And he will come to pass. He never changes. If he promise that 2019, he's going to bless you. And even at maybe 1159, the blessing will come. Rest. Rest. Rest your mind. Rest your heart. Rest. And rather praise him. Keep your mind on him. Keep your mind on his promises. Don't let the enemy lie to you. Don't try to even to go and do anything to, to help the Lord. He doesn't need your help. Just rest. Rest on that issue. And let God be God and every man a liar. Let God be God. If you could have changed it, you would have changed it. Because you can't change it. That's why you prayed. So why don't you leave it in his hand? Why don't you leave it in his hand? Because the Bible said, faith does not work when you know what you need already. You know what you, 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 you want to have. You have it already. What is faith? You don't need faith. Faith is only when you don't have it. Yes, that's why we exercise faith. And James tells us, show me your faith and I will show you my faith and my work. Today I poured a lot of things on you. Because you're not going to see me for a long time. So the rest, your, your pastor is going to break it down more. And that's what we do. We come and give, put problems on them and then they deal with it. Then we go but please rest. After you've said the amen, rest. I said, after you said the amen, what? Rest. Rest on the promises of God. Rest. 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 Don't go back and try to dig out the problem and look at it and check on him. He doesn't need you to supervise him. 
You can supervise your workers, but not God. Leave him alone. He will do it in his own time. And it's not about you. Remember that too. It's about his kingdom. It's about his kingdom. Shall we be on our feet and let's pray.